Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Good morning saunterers. Here we go. It's a dry half hour in what may be a rainy day. So here I am outside. Welcome to another saunter, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to have an amazing time today. We're going to look at, continue to look at the first chapter of Luke. And we're going to pray. Good morning, John. Great to see you. Um, we're going to pray and welcome the Lord to just help us and to open up the scripture to us because he wants to speak to us today. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you're right here with us, wherever we are, whether we're in our garden, in the car, in our house, just doing what we do. Lord, thank you that you're here and you want to speak to us. And so we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Kathy and Adrian. So, Yesterday, just a couple of things I didn't say, which I think I should say, is obviously we heard about the angel coming to um, Zechariah and speaking to him in that moment of prayer. And we heard about the angel coming to Mary, this young girl who was maybe barely out of her teens. She was a virgin. She was not married. She was just a complete kind of fresh palette, if you like, for God to begin to work on. The other couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth, been around a lot they'd been praying a long time and they'd given up maybe really believing that their prayers would be answered and I just want to say this whatever stage of this journey you're at whether you're freshly called by God whether you've been in it a long time do not allow your heart to become cynical even just a tiny bit where we say nah do you know what it's past my moment my moment's past let's be like Mary who says Lord, let it be unto me as you have said. She asked a very practical question. She says, how's this going to work out? Because I'm a virgin. She wanted to know, you know, obviously the practicalities of it, which is a really good question. But then the angel says, do you know what? This is going to be a miracle and the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. The power of God is going to fill you. That's the way miracles happen. That's the way God brings about his plans in our life. It's when his Holy Spirit overshadows us. Let's be like Mary who say, Lord, I'm going to worry. I'm going to let you worry about the practical details. Just fill me. Just overshadow me with your power and your love. Good morning, Fran. And good morning, Mark. Great job out there in Ukraine. You're doing a fabulous job. We love you so much. And good morning, Kathy and others whose names have slipped by on the screen. Welcome, great to see you. And so let's be like Mary who just says, let it be unto me as you have said. What Mary 
agrees to do in that moment, in that simple statement, she agrees to partner with the Holy Spirit in the execution of a miracle in her own body, in her own life. And it was going to literally take over everything, wasn't it? Forevermore, Mary would be marked by this encounter with that angel. Her whole life, her whole destiny was wrapped up in her response of yes to the voice of the Lord. So come on, guys, whatever age we're at, let's have the heart of a Mary who just says, yes, Lord, be it unto me as you have said. Good morning, Emma. Great to see you. So listen, let's read on. It's, uh, we're in chapter one, verse 39. And it says, in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, listen to this, the baby leaped in her womb. So Elizabeth was six months pregnant and Mary walks in, says, hi, Elizabeth, it's Mary. And the baby inside Elizabeth leaps for joy. Isn't that incredible? It leaps in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, listen to this, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that, would, that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Listen, Mary's instinct, this is fantastic, this is so instructive for us. Mary's instinct, having heard that incredible um, word from God for her, was to get with somebody else who was also pregnant with the promise of God. Come on. she The angel didn't so, say, go and see your, your relative Elizabeth. That was Mary's instinct. She wanted to get with somebody else who was carrying in herself that promise of God, of a, in this case, a baby and it's incredibly wise when God speaks to us and gives us a promise that is life-changing or that we have to somehow incubate and gestate and go through that process of expectancy. It's good to get with other people who are carrying that same sense of expectancy, that same sense of hope, that same freshness of God's mission on their lives and God's purpose for their lives, to get with them and get encouraged and incubate those promises together. And so for those three months then, Mary gets with this incredible woman of God. Now listen to what Elizabeth does. When she hears, there's, there's this chain of events, which I, I love because I love about how the Holy Spirit moves on people. I, I just want to know more and more and more about that. So Mary greets Elizabeth. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. Whoosh! This great whoosh from heaven comes and fills Elizabeth. The baby in Elizabeth's belly is also filled in that moment and leaps for joy. Now remember the promise to Zechariah was that John would be filled with the Spirit from his mother's womb. This may be the moment where that happened but there's this download of the Spirit of God onto this pregnant lady and her baby. Good morning, Sarah. And Elizabeth is filled with the spirit. The baby leaps for joy. And then listen to what Elizabeth says. 
She says, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary hasn't said, I'm pregnant. She hasn't texted her. She hasn't WhatsApped her and said, listen, I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm pregnant. You're never going to believe it. Don't don't judge me until you hear the story. She's not said any of that stuff. She's literally travelled however many miles on foot or some other means to maybe she hitched a ride on a donkey or something. But there she is. She's travelled all this way. And as she walks in through the door, Elizabeth knows and begins to prophesy, not only that she's pregnant, but she says, blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is it this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The mother of my Lord. Come on. She is so invested in this whole thing. She knows the promises of God are imminent. She knows that heaven is pressing in to them at this moment. She's not just been knitting socks and booties for her baby while she's been pregnant she's been waiting on God she's been reflecting on the promises that the angel made to her husband although I guess maybe he's been able to write them down sorry I'm elaborating a bit he couldn't speak obviously but maybe he could write them down and explain to her and help her process what's going on but she's been reflecting on all of this but also weighing it against her own prophetic heart she's clearly a prophet and she she's ready so when this when mary walks in she's she's already primed and so then <clears throat> mary then begins to prophesy as well mary starts singing this song which is called in my bible Mary's Song of Praise or the Magnificat, which you might have heard of in some churches. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. I just want to make God big. He's big anyway, but I want my soul to be like a lens people look through and he looks big through it because he's amazing. And my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour. Just a quick little insight there. If Mary needed a saviour, she wasn't perfect. If she was perfect she wouldn't have needed a savior just saying um before we get too weird because mary was actually a beautiful vessel that god chose but she was a human being the same as you and i she was fallen same as you and i there's only one sinless and that was the baby she bore verse 48 for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant for behold from now on all generations will call me blessed well we do some people call her the Blessed Virgin, don't they? The, um, she's, she, we, we know that she's a specially blessed lady. Verse 49, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. This is a God thing going on in my life. And his mercy is for those who fear him for generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, that's the nation of, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and returned to her home. Listen, anyone who's read the Bible at all will know that Mary is just spouting Old Testament scripture. She's not just praying something that's spontaneously coming out of her heart, although it is. She's also somebody who's got that word of God 
embedded in her her kind of the tissue of her being so when she prays and prophesies it all comes spilling out and this is a beautiful um, song it's a beautiful little psalm of Mary's to just reflect on and oh, it's incredible but you know she talks about how he's raised up the humble he's lifted up the humble she was a humble lady from a very very humble beginning and God was now going to lift her up and put her name as a sort of headline name in the hall of fame of people who've walked with God and heard from God and been used by God throughout history. Isn't it incredible? This humble girl. Verse 57, now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth. Don't know if Mary was there, but maybe she'd gone home by now. And her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and they rejoiced with her. So they all showed up for the birth. Can you imagine anything more annoying than you're trying to give birth and you're old and your body's aching and this baby's coming out and there's a house full of people who've all got an opinion. Oh, I would... Oh, my word, how they did it. And so on... They were all there very excited, rejoicing that the Lord had shown great mercy to her. And they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. So they all rock up again. They all hanging around, making themselves cups of tea in the kitchen and wandering around eating bits of toast. And there's Elizabeth giving birth. Ooh, and then finally the baby's out and she's trying to get the thing to feed. And there's all these people around. Anyway, I'm sure they were taking care of her as well. And they show up to circumcise the boy. That was the custom that on the eighth day, the baby boy's life, his foreskin would be cut off. And that was a symbol then that he was Jewish and that would remain with him forever, obviously. And he would be marked. And it was a sign of God's covenant with the nation of Israel. And so on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, no, he shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives are called by this name. Don't yawk, please. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> and they all said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. So clearly not a popular choice. And they made signs to his father inquiring what, what he wanted him to be called. The guy is mute, not deaf. <laughs> so he's probably listened to all this conversation in despair and looking at his wife, rolling his eyes and thinking, ah, why don't you all go home? And <laughs> so then now they're treating him like he's deaf as well. They're doing sign language to him like he can't hear. And I'm sure he's thinking, oh, my life, what's going on? <clears throat> I wish I could speak. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote his name is John and they all wondered listen to this verse 64 and immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosed and he spoke blessing God and fear came on all the neighbours and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea you bet your boots they were I mean the house was full they're all seeing this incredible spectacle going on of this old lady giving birth. They've showed up for the circumcision with great anticipation that this young Zacharias is there. And 
going to be named and it's all going to be great. And then Elizabeth throws a spanner in the works. But it's when Zechariah begins to agree with what God has said that his miracle happens and he can speak again. Isn't that incredible? Just we need to line up what our mouth says with what God is saying. So many times we get drawn into this thing where we get drawn squeezed into the pressure of the world to be anxious about this and to be worried about that and to agree with the devil and say oh I can't do this I'm useless whatever 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 but when we begin to line our mouth and our own lips and voluntarily agree with what God is speaking the miracles start to happen don't they whoa come on let's hear an amen and so uh, anyway, in that moment, fear, it was like, whoa, the fear of the Lord has come in the house. It's like, oh, this is an awesome moment. God is here. God is moving. God is doing something. Isn't that so cool? Good morning, Dave, as well as Sarah. <sighs> and anyway, all who heard these things laid them up in their hearts, saying, what then will this child be? I mean, God has got his fluorescent yellow highlighter pen out and underline this entry in the births deaths and marriages column hasn't he he's like really properly underlined this he's made this stand out this is a notable birth good morning salmon good to see you buddy and uh, he's he's underlined this he's made this such a noteworthy birth that everyone's now speculating thinking Wow, I wonder what kind of child this is going to be. Listen to this. For the hand of the Lord was with him. That should remind you, if you've read the Bible at all, that should remind you of stories like Joseph in the house of Potiphar in Egypt. And it says, and the Lord was with him and the Lord blessed everything he did and the Lord caused everything he did to prosper and so on and so on. And it's the same sense that this baby was marked out. Now, listen to me. I believe that God marks out children even from before they're formed in their mother's womb for a purpose that he has for them. Let's never fall into this um, mistake, this popular idea that somehow the baby isn't a real human being until they're born or whatever. Paul the Apostle says, I was called from my mother's womb. And John, John was clearly set apart even before he was born. Jesus was set apart before he was born. These aren't just, they are exceptional, special people. But what about the baby in your womb? What about the baby growing up in your house? What about your grandchild? What about your great-grandchild? Where are the hands that are going to take that baby and bless it listen to this next bit because this blows my mind i love this zechariah it says zechariah's prophecy verse 67 and his father zechariah was filled with the holy spirit once again we have holy spirit ping pong don't we the holy spirit lands on elizabeth with any ping pongs on to mary who brings out this incredible um, psalm or the Magnificat some people call it now the spirit is landed on Zechariah because he's been obedient and he's got his heart in agreement he's spoken it out of his mouth he's in agreement with what God has promised and now the spirit comes on him and he says these things 
he prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Well, this is all, he's prophesying it like it's happened, because he knows now that the chain of events has begun that results in God's deliverance. So he, and he puts it in the past tense, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. So his wife Elizabeth would have told him what was going on with Mary. And so although he's prophesying about his son John, he's also speaking about the bigger picture that's going on with the birth of Jesus coming up shortly. And he says, <clears throat> he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in, in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and the hand of all who hate us. Now, I'm sure he was thinking specifically about the Romans and the um, occupation and the kind of all the taxes and difficulties and oppression that was going on because of Rome. But actually, he was speaking on a much bigger scale that actually the purpose Jesus came was to destroy the work of the evil one, to actually annihilate the powers of darkness, the, the enemy of the entire human race, not just the Jewish people. And to show mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Verse 73, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear. So that's this, this promise that God had made to Abraham, that, w that he would set his people free and they would be able to serve him without fear. So there's this sense of, of expectation and hope in Zechariah that's all coming, tumbling out now. He finally can speak. He doesn't, his first words are not, oh man, what a relief. You don't know how much, oh, how frustrating it was not to be able to speak. Listen, he's just been incubating that promise with his wife and with his relative Mary, they've been incubating the promise of God together. So the moment his mouth is unlocked, what comes out is this torrent of praise and prophecy. And ah, oh, it's just awesome, isn't it? Right, it's about to rain. So, oh, it's not just about to rain. And it says, and you, child, listen to this. This is the father's blessing coming on this son. Listen to this. He says, you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercies of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. <laughs> you, my child, you, my child, this is the father's blessing. This is a man walking with God. So when his baby is born, he is fully aware of the destiny and the promise over that baby, and literally just pours it out into that little baby's life. So in that moment of his voice being release he is prophesying and blessing that little life that he's holding there in his arms dads you really need to walk with god so that when your babies are born you can prophesy the destiny that god has over their lives granddads 
grandmas. We need to be so full of the spirit that when our children are carrying their babies, we're praying and we're interceding and we're finding out, we're saying, God, what is the destiny of this child? So that when they come into the world, we can release that word over their lives. Can you imagine that word? You, my child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give people knowledge of salvation, sorry, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God. I have always marveled that in God's incredible wisdom, he doesn't send a seven-step self-help program. (laughs) He doesn't send an army. He doesn't send an emperor with golden breastplates and flowing robes and perfect hair and all the rest of it he sends a son he sends a baby into the world he sends john the baptist first six months ahead of the messiah and then jesus himself he sends a son he sends a little bundle of joy and his promise is all wrapped up in that and oh man, this is just, I, I could go on and on and on and on about this, obviously, because I am going to limit myself to half an hour. But he, the, I just love this bit where it says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. Of course he did. His mum and dad were men and women, a man and woman of God who were praying for him, who were interceding for him, who were just carrying him in their hearts 24-7 and the Spirit of God had already come upon him and filled him up. So guys, mums and dads, let's never underestimate what is going on inside us, inside that mum when she's carrying that baby. Let's never underestimate that little bundle of joy. Let's never underestimate what God is doing in that little person who keeps you awake at night and wants food at the inappropriate times and sleep deprives you and wears you down that little toddler who's (laughs) tearing up the place running here there and everywhere never underestimate what god has in store for that young person go after god get into the secret place find out what his heart is and god bless you god bless you mums and dads god bless you grandparents great grandparents let's do our jobs as men and women of god and let's let's raise up this generation not the next generation this generation that is around us let's nurture them and teach them everything we can and just bring them up in an atmosphere of faith in jesus name anyone showing up to the prayer house in a few minutes i shall see you there but god bless you have an amazing day and lots of love to you all I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful, rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page. And my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit.
and so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him but more than anything else that you would fall more in love with Jesus so please if you have not got a copy do buy one you can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores including Amazon Eden and others you can buy it from Christian bookshops or you can message me and get your own signed copy there you go but do like it and review it because that really really does help thank you so much